You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, well, that's normally him. But uh, for right now, we're just going to have a very special episode because I saw a tweet that was so interesting, I just couldn't stand it. I had to contact the guy immediately and ask him if he could come on our podcast and do a quick segment. This is going to be a one-segment thing, but uh, he was gracious enough to join us, and that's Alex Kirshner from at Split Zone Duo, correct? Is that right, Alex? That's right. Yeah, Split Zone Duo is our podcast. It's a national college football podcast. We certainly talk a lot about your program and and also – you know, Troy and much smaller programs in college football too. So we'd love to, to have you check it out as well. We will certainly do that. And I'm sure some of the people listening will as well after they hear about what you have put together here. And look, I've read it and I'm not great with statistics and numbers, but I found it incredibly intriguing. I need to study over it more, but I just couldn't stand it. I wanted to have you on to really explain what I'm talking about here. And for those who hadn't seen it, Alex Kirshner put together uh, a metric to describe how badly Nick Saban has ruined his opposition, essentially. It's called BASH, B-A-S-H. First of all, what does that stand for? And then just tell us about the whole thing and why it even came up. Yeah, so this is at 538, and it's called BASH because it stands for beaten at Saban's hands. I have thought about this question a lot. I, I think it's kind of a fun barroom question just to kind of blow off some steam about with college football fans is like, since Nick Saban has gotten to Alabama, the whole solar system of this conference has sort of rearranged itself so that it now revolves around Alabama. And it's interesting to just think about who has done the best and who has done the worst at sort of surviving in this world that Nick Saban has built in the SEC. And I got to thinking about if there might be kind of a fun, uh, fun, maybe whimsical way to capture some of that in a metric. Uh, obviously, you can't capture everything about college football in one number. I would never try to. But it was interesting to me to give it a shot. So we developed this metric called BASH, Beating at Saban's Hands, that basically combines two things. The first is a team's record since 2007 against Alabama. And the second is the change in their average recruiting ranking in the SEC, 1 to 14 or 1 to 12, actually, before, before the two additions in the 2012s. Their change in recruiting ranking in the five years before Nick Saban took over and in the 14 after, obviously, where Alabama has pretty regularly had the number one class in the conference. And by combining those two components, giving some extra weight to losses that teams have taken to Bama, whether that be in Atlanta or in the playoff in BCS, we developed some numbers and the conclusions of those numbers were pretty interesting to me. I mean, they really are incredible. And look, I'm, I'm a Saban lover. Uh, boy, I got to think of a better way to say that. I, I, I really <laughs> worship at the throne of Nick Saban because I'm your typical Alabama fan. We just adore the man. Now, uh, I, I know a lot about some of his more impressive statistics. 
certainly the way he's dominated the conference and, and really college football in the whole. When I saw some of these things like Alabama um, is what 41 and one against Mississippi state, Tennessee and Arkansas since Nick Saban came to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's insanity. Yeah. When you put it all together, it's, it's pretty wild. I think that I intuitively knew that, like I knew that Arkansas and Tennessee have not beaten Nick Saban. And I know that it's been since that first year that Mississippi state did, but when you put it all together and you get to one in 41, uh, it does sound like a lot. So yeah, those are three programs that have not done particularly well uh, in this world. Yeah. You know it the same way, you know, Mount Fuji is very tall, but when you climb it, it's a different animal. And so to see it written down like that, it it just takes you aback. It's really crazy the way he's run this thing. Now, the other thing that was very interesting, and and you pointed this out, um, I don't think it's going to be as intriguing to Alabama and Auburn fans as it is to the rest of the college football world. Let me explain. In your bash system, obviously Alabama is hurt. Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida the most. That makes sense because when you factor in the recruiting rankings, Alabama has done a good job of recruiting those three states. And obviously they've also done a good job of beating those teams. But uh, so if they're stealing guys like Derrick Henry from Florida, those are guys that aren't going to Florida or Georgia, if you know what I mean. So I think it it's a double whammy. When it comes to Auburn, not only has Auburn done a pretty good – I mean, they've done as good a job as you can do in terms of head-to-head with Saban. I mean, they, they're not certainly – dominating is is really the other way around. I think any other time in history, Alabama would be happy with the record they've had against Auburn. It's just that Auburn has done better than everybody else. So it looks better, but also Alabama has expanded its recruiting footprint nationally, even to States like Hawaii, where that leaves guys at out in the state of Alabama who would normally go to Alabama available to go to Auburn. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. It's really interesting that there's only one school in the SEC that by any significant amount, that by like more than one average spot in the conference rankings has improved its recruiting ranking in the conference since Nick Saban got to Alabama and it's Auburn. Uh, And I think that Alabama's national recruiting focus is probably a part of this. I think there might be some noise there. I've talked to some Auburn people who don't feel like your current senator was really putting his back into recruiting uh, the last couple of years that he was at Auburn and, and was not necessarily the most engaged recruiter at that point. Um, but I also think that there's something to it that even if you are losing most of the time to Alabama, it kind of pays to be the primary foil to the greatest coach of all time in his heyday, you know, even when you are losing frequently, the iron bowl is now extremely visible. Not that it wasn't before, but now it's arguably the most visible rivalry in college football. I think there's some brand power in that. It means that your wins when you do get one over on them, like Auburn has a few times are going to be very memorable moments that particularly when they're in Auburn are the kind of thing that look pretty fun to a recruit. You know, I think it would have been tough to be a recruit and see 2013 or 2017 or 19 and not, you know, think it would be pretty cool to go and be a part of that at Auburn. So I think that that helps too. And yeah, I mean, you said it, but it it is pretty impressive on Auburn's part that it hasn't been worse because of course they're the little brother in the rivalry. 
anybody would be. But when you're opposite that guy at this time in history in college football, it could be a lot worse. And I think that there is something to be said for Auburn avoiding that and really faring better amidst Bama's dominance than anybody else in the conference. I think you're exactly right. And the other point you brought up that a lot of Auburn fans have caught on to, and I think Alabama fans too, and that's why some of these numbers aren't going to be quite as surprising to them, that Tommy Tuberville didn't put his best into recruiting. But in his defense, he didn't really have to. He had made a living on finding the diamonds in the rough. That was his claim to fame. Now, he did get a Cadillac Williams or a Ronnie Brown or Jason Campbell uh, ironically, I think those were all in the same class um, occasionally. But for the most part, he found dudes that uh, he wanted to mold into his vision. And he also didn't have to recruit uh, so hard because at the time, for the most part, he was going up against a Mike Dubose, um, Mike Price for 30 minutes or a Mike Shula. So when you're going against those guys and they can't, they don't really seem to be very good at recruiting and Alabama's on probation, you basically show up to a house in the state of Alabama and say, hey, you can either go to Alabama, they can't go to a bowl or you can come play for us. And it's an easy sell job. Then he runs into a buzzsaw, maybe the greatest recruiter of all time in Nick Saban and things change quickly. Yep, very much so. And in that sense too, I I think uh, sort of in a roundabout way, Nick Saban, directly contributed to the 2010 Auburn national championship, because I don't know if Tommy Tuberville gets fired or bought out or whatever the official line is. It was sort of unclear if not for that blowout in 2008. And, you know, one thing leads to another, you get Gene Chizik, you get Cam Newton and Hey, uh, you know, he is, I think that Alabama has won more national championships because of Nick Saban, but Auburn arguably would not have that 2010 one if not for his help. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And I think what you're saying is Alabama should have let Auburn score 10 points in 2008. Is that what you're saying? I Yeah, I think so. I think maybe call off the dogs a bit at halftime and you might have saved yourselves a lot of trouble the next uh, two years later. Ah, that's a good point. Hey, Alex, man, this was a blast. I, I, I think this is so cool. What a great thing you did here. This is going to blow up. I believe I think Alabama fans are going to eat this up. Uh, really enjoyed the whole article. Keep up the good work, man. We appreciate you being on with us. Thanks so much. Have a great one.